live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I need an assistant that knows how to turn the lights off. Hold on a second. You just press and hold that. You hold it and it dims. Banner, right. Can't work in bright lit room. I just can't do it. You you press on the uh, the off button, but hold it. Don't release it, and it dims them. Yeah, and it takes a very long time. Live from Studio C. in your. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Dimly lit? It's like a cave now. Well, if, if you, <laughs> you press the dimmer, it would be, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> Who it's wants, the go-go 21st century. Who wants to work in an office that looks like an operating room? Like we're trying right. to be able to see somebody's heart. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's abuse. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people and women, whatever that is. Supreme Court nominee yesterday asked, can you tell me what a woman was is? And she said, I I don't know, essentially. She did? We'll get you that. Wow. She was afraid to say what a woman is. Wow. The follow-up question, the obvious follow-up question wasn't asked. Uh, well, are are you a woman? And oh, how do you know? That is the best follow-up question. If only I'd been there. Oh, I wish you could have slipped that to somebody. Sure, because, because she can't dodge that question. I don't think. Well, you wouldn't she think would so, say, since well, Biden yes, nominated yes. her specifically because ah, she's a black woman. That makes it even more interesting. Right. You being a woman is half the reason you're on the list. Um. So are you sure you're one? So how she, do you know? She would definitely say yes, I mean, without uh, without hesitation. But the how do you know would be a, would be a tough one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's tough because that point of view is utterly ridiculous and illogical. The whole, a woman is a person who says they're a woman. Okay, I'm an oak tree. Like Lindsey Graham, maybe. (laughs) Wait, now what? Just pick people at random. Uh, He might say I'm a woman. (laughs) Why would he say that? I don't know. know. (laughs) No, let's just move on. Um, Bless my soul. Uh, the president is on his way to Europe as we speak. He's on a plane. Uh, and then uh, the NATO people are going to get together, and Zelensky's going to talk to him and uh, and beg for more stuff and say, hey, hey, Europe, could you stop buying stuff from Russia? I just heard today that uh, Europe is sending a billion dollars a day to Russia. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Hello. It's a hell of a lot less than it used to be, like a lot, lot less. But it's still mm-hmm. a billion dollars a day. Well, and, and Europe can't shut down. I get that they have to get alternate sources of energy, but let's uh, move as swiftly as possible on this project. Yeah, no kidding. Um, And also, I didn't get the significance. There was a story in the last 48 hours, something like that, about the, 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 the Russians were mining various areas, and I didn't get the significance of that. Being a uh, defensive tactic, you put down all these mines in front of your vehicles and everything like that because 
you're worried about people attacking you. That's what that's all about. So Ukraine took back uh, a number of chunks of their own country yesterday. Actually took back from the Russians, pushed them back. And that's why the Russians are mining in front of their stuff now to try to get keep from being overrun. Wow. That's wow. really interesting. That's just amazing. Did you see that video that I tweeted out from the BBC? Uh, where it says, uh, I'll read it, a remarkable BBC News report. Farmers, and then the name of some Ukrainian town that I can't pronounce. Farmers ambushed forces as they approached the small community, halting their advance by blowing up their bridge and destroying all their tank vehicles. Wow, with help, no. With help from new anti-tank weapons. Um that they'd gotten from the Brits, but all these farmers, and there's a lots of, lots of you know, uh, cell phone videos of this stuff, including one guy who, like, set his iPhone on his porch and got down low with his gun and was ready for him to come in, and he's like, get them, boys, get them, boys, you know, in Ukrainian, but the right. translation is, and they're just all so fired up shooting wow. these Russians as they roll through this sleepy farm town thinking they're just going to, you know, drive on through on their way to wherever to, to to murder more children or whatever's on their agenda for the day. And all of a sudden, they the bridge blows up, and then they're stuck, and then they just get... The entire thing gets blown up. Wow, that's cool. No, I haven't seen it's that yet. Awesome. We need to post that at armstrongandgetty.com, too, for people who are on, on uh, evil Twitter. It's just I, awesome. I would imagine the percentage of Ukrainian farmers who are wussies is uh, probably very low. Oh, my exceedingly God. Exceedingly low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Judging by the American farmers, I know. Well, yeah, and we don't have a history going back centuries of having to fight for your life and being starved out by other countries, including Russia. Not right? that long ago. Um yeah, that's that's in their lore, defending their towns. You know, they probably have festivals and songs and statues around the town that aren't that old to the last time the Russians tried to murder them all. Well, and it's a different way to live when you grow up, especially as a young man, but certainly there are brave Ukrainian women who are fighting like tigers. Uh, but you grow up your entire life <clears throat> thinking it's entirely likely you will have to fight. For your land and your town and your family. Yeah, which, you know, I, I have never worried about and, and probably never will, thank God. Man, that's got to be on your list every day of things you're grateful for or when things are going bad. At least I don't live in Ukraine. At least I don't live in Mariupol, for instance. Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Get to Be Already Wednesday, March 23rd. This war's been going on for a month now. March 23rd, the year 2022. New you in 22. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's uh, begin, then, officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Thank you. All right. Well, you're welcome. What was that? That's part of an assemblyman's speech uh, paying tribute to farmers. He's trying to pass a bill. We actually have the whole clip. It's pretty amusing. And what was he doing there? Uh, he was doing animal noises to, uh, I, just to uh, promote farming. Clearly. Clearly. To try to get the uh, yeah the two-year-old constituency on his side? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we have pretty decent clip, animal noises. I'll, I'll grant him that. That's Assembly Member of California Randy Vopel of the San Diego area marking California Agriculture Day, I'm told. All right. By braying like a mule? Is that what that was? Or is that barking like a dog? Or uh... Play it again. Thank you. 
A calf? You might sound a little like those new Cooney Cooney pigs that we got for the kids. Wow. I don't know from Cooney Cooney pigs. They're hairy pigs. When one Cooney isn't enough. They're like dogs with the snout and hooves. Wow. Who asked for that? Anyway, so we'll hear more of that coming up. Yeah, exactly. Was somebody demanding that? That's that fill a hole a need that we need? (laughs) Apparently. Something we (laughs) are lacking. You know what I need? Something similar to a dog, but also pig-like. That's what just (laughs) fill in the gap between something and something. Um, (laughs) How does the mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's insightful, uh, humorous. You're going to enjoy it. I think it was lost on a lot of America, because our media sucks, on why Lindsey Graham pursued this line of questioning with the Supreme Court justice yesterday of, are you a Christian? How important is your Christianity to you? I think that was a very important question. Of course, our media sucks, so they didn't pull it all together. Hmm. But uh, we can have more on that later, among other things. Yeah, I'm I'm a little mystified myself on that topic. I, I have no idea where you're going with it. I'm looking forward. I think I'll stay tuned. Well, fantastic. Is there any talk? There's no talk right now of Biden going to Ukraine, right? That's off the table, apparently. Uh, no not one's... serious talk, as far as I can tell. Okay. Of course, it could be a surprise move. They could do that. Now, that'd be the, you wouldn't want to do it as a surprise move. You'd want to do it mm, as a not. giant, the president of the United States. Yeah, that guy is coming into Ukraine. So any planes over that direction, you might want to make sure you're nowhere near those. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't heard anybody uh, seriously talking about it. If if Kamala was talking about it, you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on with all that stuff coming up. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is interesting. It happened just what we found out about it just recently. Anthony Chubais, however you pronounce the name, doesn't matter. Putin's climate envoy has resigned and left Russia. It's the highest level official to do so, according to Ian Bremmer, hopefully a sign of many more to come. It's the highest level person to publicly say, all right, this is I'm against this. This is terrible. I'm leaving. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I have a little more information on that we can get to in a little bit. And you never know uh, when a trickle could become a flood on a, that sort of thing. Right. Often uh, those who would have influence uh, wait until one voice is heard. Then they all leap forward, <laughs> which is why it takes such courage to be that first voice. You don't know who's going to follow if anybody. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Sticking with Winston Churchill, this is one of my favorites, particularly uh, given the line of work we're in. You have enemies? Good. It means you've stood up for something sometime in your life. Hmm. There you go. Take that, haters. Nailed that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of those things, though. It's not proof of a, of a, of of something. It could be a result of something, but it's not proof mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. I see you your point. Just be an a-hole. <laughs> There's that. Michael, could you turn off the idiotic music for a minute? We'll oh, bring boy. it back in a moment or two. Uh, we got this note from Tracy, a really, really touching note. Uh, she and her husband have been fans of ours for a very long time. 
listening for uh, five years, all four hours, one more thing, the extra large is uh, her husband, Patrick Rader, was an enormous fan of ours. Uh, a month ago, he was one of the pilots killed in a helicopter crash in Hawaii at the Pacific Missile Range facility, and the family's still not sure what happened. Um, but uh, interestingly, the uh, the podcast uh, we recorded, the one more thing, the day after his death was about uh, your life flashing before your eyes mm. when we discussed that. And uh, and Tracy took that as, as uh, this is so touching, uh, communication from her husband or a connection to her husband that he was thinking of her and that they'd be together again. So that is an absolutely lovely note, Tracy. Thank you for sharing. And uh, gosh, we're sorry for your loss. It's terrible. Anyway, Michael, if you'd like to recue the idiotic music, that would be fun. It is idiotic. Oh, please, it defines idiocy. Uh, let's see, this is from uh, Daniel. A lot of listeners can't tell Jack and Joe's voices apart. It's easy. Joe's voice is a little deeper and calmer. Jack, on the other hand, is higher pitched and often escalates into hysteria like a woman having some kind of hormonal problem. <laughs> But if he pursues this witch doctor meditation idea, it'll be more difficult to tell the voices apart. Witch doctor? That's hilarious. Wow. Daniel, writing with a pen dipped in sarcasm. Yesterday, I was busy every minute from 4.30 till 10 o'clock at night. And so one of the keys to this new meditation idea really is going to have to be to find time to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it can be the best idea in the world, but if you don't find time to do it, it's like exercise or a lot of other things, practicing the piano, whatever it is you want to do. If you can't find time to do it, it's just, it moves, it advances very slowly. Yes, yes, well put. Yeah, like the Russian troops, it will uh, be admired. Oh, let's see. Oh, I love this. Absolutely love this from uh, JT and Livermore. Um, Guys, the conclusion first. Kamala Harris is the Britney Spears of the executive branch. That's pretty good. Let's ha- let's compare and contrast their thoughts on time travel or the passage of time and see if we can detect a difference. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Is that possible to time tra- travel speed? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, Kevin. Okay, but not that we know of. Maybe pe- I think people can do that. I think some people are ahead of us. Is it possible to time travel speed? It's mm, a good question. Now the vice president. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time mm-hmm. in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is huh. such great significance to the passage of time when as, we think as you about a day in the life yes. of our children. Yes. See, you can't yes. say it's slower the fourth time and like it has new meaning or something. <laughs> I'm wow. looking at the Washington Examiner has a headline, Kamala Harris stuck in the passage of time. Um, <laughs> the the Britney Spears clip is not stupider, and Britney has the, you know, gets more points for the fact that she's like 19 and stoned. And stoned. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Kamala knows more words than Britney. Oh, yeah. I will grant her that. Yeah. J- JT wants to know, does that mean that Britney Spears is every bit as qualified to be VP as Kamala Harris? I, d- I don't know. Kamala don't would know. have arrested Britney and put her in prison for a very long time oh. for her marijuana use. Oh, attack her from the left. Oh, let's see. Uh, JT uh, goes on to write, 
Uh, what about the fascist of the year? If calling a biological man a man, like the Babylon Bee story, gets you kicked off of Twitter, but you're free to call a white male Republican anything under the sun? Look, mm. it is a rhetorical question. The sooner we all recognize that the left is a bunch of hypocritical haters that have zero interest in applying their logic equally across the spectrum, the sooner we can actually move forward in responding appropriately. Acting like a million one-off acts of hypocrisy and hate are not part of a cultural movement away from the essence of the founding of this country is only delay, delaying the needed rectification. Speaking of knowing good words, well said, sir. Yeah, that gets to some of the um, questioning of the new Supreme Court nominee that I want to talk about coming up. Ah, great note from Barry from Thailand, speaking of the Supreme Court. Keep hearing the term inclusion with regards to the current Supreme Court nominee. How about inclusion and not having every justice a graduate of Harvard or Yale Law? The eight justices currently on the court, four from Harvard, four from Yale. Period. I heard heard actually a a pundit that I just love, but say the other day, people make way too big a deal this, and I happen to know she went to Harvard Law. Yeah, of course. So... You don't get to go to Harvard Law and then say it's not a big deal that all of the people on the Supreme Court are from two schools. (laughs) Right. From a very, very narrow geographic area, too. There's not a single person who graduated from a law school in the Midwest, on the West Coast, the South, anywhere. Not a single one that could possibly serve on the Supreme Court. Just remember that. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm looking up at the pictures that are just out of Mariupol, new drone footage. It is unbelievable. It looks like the moon. Yeah, it's astonishing. That's what Zelensky said. It's been reduced to ashes. He's pretty dead on on that. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's hard for me to imagine the Russians would use chemical weapons. If they do, it will be devastating in its impact. And I would anticipate Europeans and the United States would then enter the war. Yeah, that's General Barry McCaffrey on uh, NBC News. He's been uh, one of the generals I've followed for many, many years and always liked his opinions. They use chemical weapons. We're in the war. That's how black and white he sees it. Um, not everybody agrees. We'll talk more about that later. We'll get back into Ukraine. But, man, there's there's a, there's a lot of noise around the whole if Putin does this, if Putin does that. All the reporting is Putin is struggling, which makes it more likely he does those things. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Great grandpotus heading over to NATO meetings. I'm sure that's what they're desperately going to decide. So, Oh, you yeah, think so? Tuned. You think that's uh, that's oh, what yeah. their conversation is going to be? It's got to be. So you it's think they're going to determine their red lines behind closed doors? Oh, they have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the choices uh, or, or the the possibilities, the awful possibilities, are right in front of us. Uh, they will happen within the next couple of weeks if they happen, almost certainly. And there's no reason to wait till they happen to come up with a uh, you know a, a doctrine, a plan. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to. What will we do if Russia invades? But they went ahead and put it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll have to talk about that. That's interesting. Man, that's some high-level stuff right there. It doesn't get any bigger. So uh, the big story domestically, I suppose, is the nomination of... COVID, uh, Joe. Tanji. The big story domestically no, it's, is COVID. It's, it's, it's really not. 
It's not, Dr. Fauci. You can shut up now. You could shut up a year ago. Anyway, the <laughs> nomination of uh, Judge Katanji Jackson Brown to the Supreme Court, swapping one liberal justice for another. So it's not that big a deal. And I want, uh, I don't want to, uh, I, don't, I don't want anybody to miss the real headline over this. She's going to get confirmed, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. So this is mostly theatrics. Yeah, barring some sort of crazy twist that's uh, almost uh, impossible to happen. I she mean, didn't have to find somebody, an abducted person in the trunk of her car <laughs> when she parks <laughs> at the Capitol building today. What if she came over the desk and just started wailing on Ted Cruz? Just punching him with both fists. Eh, that might cost her a couple of Democratic votes. <laughs> I don't know. She'd Boy, she'd fundraise like crazy, which is... Jack's big picture. That's what I want to talk about coming up in a little bit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's unlikely she would do that, partly because she's a respected jurist and partly because she's a woman, whatever that is. Uh, this is Senator Marsha Blackburn asking uh, what seems to be a fairly basic question, 27. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word "woman" is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition, Senator. In my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, I get her answer, um, but that, uh, your follow-up question would have been the great thing. Are you, Are you a, a woman? And how, how do you know? <laughs> right, that would exactly. have been fantastic. Well, I, that answer was bullcrap, in my opinion. I got it in terms. I mean, it was skillfully done, but the idea that you no, I I don't know how to define a woman is idiotic. Everybody does. Every ten-year-old does. It's a human female. Period. Um, I was trying to find, because the Cato uh, people that we uh, we mostly like um, came out in favor of her being a judge, and the reasoning was pretty interesting. I'll dig that up for you. Uh, and how she is different from the other people that we have on the Supreme Court right now. I'll come up with that at some point. But uh, this line of questioning got a fair amount of attention, and, um, and our stupid, stupid media didn't understand why it was a big deal. Um, Lindsey Graham in Clip 17 there, Michael. On a scale of 1 to 10, how faithful would you say you are in terms of religion? You know, I go to church probably three times a year, so that speaks poorly of me. (laughs) Or do do you attend church regularly? Well, Senator, I am reluctant to talk about my faith in this way just because I want to be um, mindful of the need for the public to... Uh, have confidence in my ability to separate out my personal views. Um, here's the reason Lindsey Graham asked that question and why it should be significant. She's a very religious person. Doesn't even make a blip. Anytime there's a white person like Amy Coney Barrett, who's a very religious person, there's some sort of weirdo nutball we should all be scared of. And how often they go to church and the fact that their kids are in church schools and all these different church beliefs 
And will they be controlled by their church? Is this the giant discussion about these weirdo Christians? If it's Mike Pence or Amy Coney Barrett or anybody who's white ever who's a Christian, you're just a weirdo. Black people, for whatever reason, get to be devout Christians, and mm-hmm. it's just fine. It's just what you do. Yeah, it just goes to show so much of what is claimed and said in politics and the views that are spouted are just horse crap. They're just trying to win an argument in the day. They're just trying to frighten dopey voters into one point of view or another. They have nothing to do with with any true belief. But remember, well, I don't, I I think there is a I think there is a. Uh... I don't know what the right term would be. Belief's too strong, but there is a feeling in America that white, among among you know a certain set, certainly not among mm-hmm. me, not mo- most of our listeners probably, but among the media class and and whoever those people are, um, that white Christians are weirdos and black Christians are just regular church going people. Right, uh, th- which gets to, and it's funny, I ran white into Christians an unbel- are Q- QAnon, white Christians are racist, white Christians, uh, you know, want a theocracy, white Christians don't want women in the workplace, you know, all these different things. They want things, the but- handmaid's tale. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's absolutely true. Ran into this the other day, a great example of it, and just horrifying. You're going to think I made it up, but I didn't. Um, the, the topic is, and, and I want to be careful on this for both professional reasons and because I would never want to give offense to anybody because I think racism is abhorrent, but there are a certain class of white people that fetishized black people. They, they are so anxious to let you know how much they love black folks. And and it's it's weird as a white guy. It's weird. I wonder what it's like as a black person. I don't know. Um, but uh, I ran into I'm, I got to be vague here. Ran into a person who uh, did a tour of an inner city neighborhood and said came back and said, I can so relate to those people because I grew up, blah, blah, blah. And where she grew up was like this gigantic mansion in the richest part of town. And and but was trying to say how down she was with the black folk, and it was it was sickening and so lacking in insight. It's hard to believe an adult actually said it. Um, and so they're among oh, your boy. intellectual white folks who generally mock and belittle anyone of faith. When they see a black person like that, they say, "Well, it's okay for black people because you know, you know, that's an important part of uh, their their culture." And it it's a weird sort of. Uh, so you think it's 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 actually got a level of bigotry to it? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You may be right. Oh, I guarantee it. It's I, I'm, again. I'm picking my words very carefully because I don't want to misspeak and, and get get us in trouble because I like this gig. But it is it's a sort of bigotry, sort of condescension that well, they're black people, so yes, they are going to be very religious. And I just I, there's so much liberalism I find so condescending and paternalistic. I can't stand it. How many black ministers are revered, respected, or put on TV all the time, regular TV? Not just like, you know, the Christian channel, because, you know, we a black preacher. we got to hear what they got to say. As how, When's the last time you saw a white minister from anywhere on, you know, any mainstream media being uh, asked questions about the news of the day? Just when they get caught diddling the church secretary or emptying the coffers. I don't m- mind, uh, you know, you can be uh, all religion is stupid but or, or all religion is great, but apply it equally to races, would you? That's That's just what I'm saying. Um, this is the one thing I feel like everybody should know. This is Jack's Big Picture. Do we have music for this? Jack's Big Picture. Oh, this is my favorite feature. Honey, honey. 
Honey, it's it's Jack's big picture. Come over here. <laughs> ah, it's funny. Uh, one of the best things I've learned in recent months, and uh, Sarah Isger of the Dispatch has been writing great stuff about this, as she has been involved in campaigns and fundraising and everything like that, is how the um, Citizen United and a bunch of other changes in our, our laws in the way that we give money to politicians, the way it's changed over years, has changed fundraising and changed the performance of everybody in government. And now that I know this, I can see it see it so plainly. It's like I see dollar signs on their faces when they start talking. It is now a thing that if you're, um, I'll use Ted, Cr- Ted, Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham as examples from yesterday. They both uh, kind of threw little fits at one point. If you do that, then you take the video of that. You send it to your email list that you've uh, that you've built over the years. And the people who already like you see the little video of you fighting for them. And they send you 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you raise gazillions of dollars like that. All you've got to do is create some sort of video of you saying something really strong or passionate on a cable news show, on a Sunday show, in a congressional hearing, and you will make a lot of money. So you got to have at least one of those moments every time your a camera is on you and you make tons of money. And it didn't used to be that way. And that's why which is not to say that the point they might be making isn't valid, but it's it's style. Points. Oftentimes it's not, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not valid. But oftentimes it's not. They have to have one of those days. So if they don't have one of those, they have to create it. And it's 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 just. It's where we are. And we all thought it'd be a good thing if we got more small donors. It's turned out to be terrible. It's turned out to yeah. be a terrible idea to have more small donors. Well, Jack, for some reason, singling out only Republicans in that screed, proving once again he is a closet progressive. Uh, but uh, how about, uh, let's hear Ted Cruz, as long as Jack is impugned the, well, I don't, the fine I, what, Texan's it's, good it's, name. It's hard for the Democrats to do one of those when their person is, you know, going to get nominated. Oh, during it, this hearing? Yeah, yeah the, sure, l- the last hearing, that's what the Democrats were doing. You had to get your moment of screaming at Amy Coney Barrett so that you could send it out on your list and make gazillions of dollars, knowing you sure. weren't going to change anything. Yeah. Give me a little Ted Cruz, Michael, 20, 23. If you look at the Georgetown Day School's curriculum, it is filled and overflowing with critical race theory. They include a book called Anti-Racist Baby. Do do you agree with this book that is being taught with kids that that babies are racist? Senator, I do not believe that any child should be made to feel as though they are racist, that they are victims, that they are oppressors. Senator, I have not reviewed any of those books, any of those ideas. They don't come up in my work as a judge. She, uh, I think she's on the board of that school. Um, but uh, that's right. that was a really good answer. I like that answer. Oh well, yeah, I don't, I don't think that she needs to <laughs> really come up with an answer for that. But I'm horrified by the fact that that book is being used in schools for little kids. That's horrible. Yes, it is. I mean, that's just it's it's unimaginable that we are teaching little kids. That, you know, some of the kids in here that have certain color skin hate the other kids. They hate you. Oh, you kid of a particular skin color. That kid over mm-hmm. there hates you just by the way he was born. What are we? Are we trying our hardest to have a race war in this country? Yes, yes, and uh, many, many public schools and and some private ones too around the country. They're teaching this garbage. 
But as to asking uh, Supreme Court justices particular things about the law, I don't I don't know how that factors in. No, no. I appreciated it coming up, though. Gave us a chance to talk about it. She'll get she'll get the nod. She'll be on the court. Interestingly, well, we're we're late. We ought to stop, probably stop stop this foolishness. Um, I'll find that stuff from Cato because we like the Cato people. That's a libertarian uh, think tank. One particular difference about her from all the other justices that makes it unique, even though she did go to Harvard or Yale. That, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. not just today's race, Leah's actually competing in three different events. How do we see the rest of these championships playing out for her? Hoda, there is so much to watch. So she's going to first hit the pool this morning at 10 o'clock. That's the 500-yard freestyle. The prelims finals are tonight. She's favored to win the 500 and the 200-yard freestyles. She's also swimming in the 100-yard freestyle, and she's got a shot there. But in addition to watching for her winning those races, Hoda, we're also watching for the potential. She is within striking distance of the long-held collegiate records by Missy Franklin and Katie Ledecky. So, of course, we're going to be watching to see if she uh, touches those records during this weekend, too. Hoda. All right, play now. Alexander Force in Atlanta. Blaine, thank you. Oh, my God. That's that is in. a giddy, giddy report on the Today Show featuring that brave woman swimmer who's a biological male, Leah Thomas, and speculating about what event she has the best chance to win. Wow. And they didn't even get into the... They just reported it as a straight story of she might break the all-time records. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Is, is anybody surprise gonna, me. Is anyone going to mention the one interesting part of this story that's like so extraordinary that everybody's talking about it? Or are you going to pretend that doesn't exist? I guess you're going to pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. You realize yeah. that by far the most interesting part of that story is that she was born a dude and is like a foot and, taller and 40 pounds heavier than everybody else in the pool. And was competing as a dude uh, in the late Trump administration. Okay, you're going to leave that out of the story and just say, and she might break all the all time records. Well, that's exciting. Well, I'll have to watch. (laughs) Putting aside the male skeleton, heart, lungs, musculature, etc. Yeah, unbelievable. Speaking of what's a woman and what's a man. So the 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 judge uh, woman who is going to get confirmed to be on the Supreme Court got asked yesterday about uh, what's a woman? What's the definition of a woman? And she said, I'm not a biologist. And uh, we had one tweeter point out. Um, I'm not a biologist is a, a dodge that does not fit in with Democrat Party ideology. Biologists are absolutely the last people on Earth who are supposed to have anything to say about the definition of womanhood, according to mm. the leading, you know, political winds. That's, That's not who's supposed to decide. Good point. Hey, I want to credit uh, Adam in OC uh, for this email. Parody is impossible, guys. And he uh, directed us toward an article on NBCNews.com that is astonishing. The title is Leah Thomas NCAA Championship Gives Women's Sports a Crucial Opportunity. Anyone who cares about the advancement of... God, this website keeps flipping around. About the advancement of sports and women's sports in particular should celebrate her win. This is written by... 
Cheryl Cookie, Purdue University Professor of American Studies and Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies. Uh, do we have time? Well, the, the, the whole thing is worth reading. Um, it's bizarre. I'll hit you with a couple of the key quotes. Those who oppose the inclusion of trans women in women's sports argue that trans women have an unfair competitive advantage, and that as a result, they will take away opportunities from cisgender athletes. Uh, yeah, we do make that argument. According to the NCAA, these assumptions are not well-founded, writes the professor. Moreover, there's a lack of scientific evidence that conclusively demonstrates a direct link between testosterone and athletic performance. Wow, that just engaged in like three different logical fallacies. Wow. Number one, you changed the question from the beginning of the sentence to the end of the sentence. You made it about testosterone all of a sudden, which is only one aspect of maleness. There is overwhelming scientific evidence that, and, and just practical evidence that maleness gives an advantage in sports. That's an idiotic statement. And then one more for you. Attempts to ban or limit the participation of trans athletes are not based on science. Instead, they're rooted in societal and cultural definitions of what constitutes gender, what defines a woman. Such questions matter because sports are organized based on the belief of natural differences between men and women, and they are sex-segregated as a result. Yet this ultimately leads to discrimination against athletes like Thomas. She should be embraced in the history of progress. She should be, what is it, uh, we should be celebrating Leah Thomas like we did Jackie Robinson. Oh, wow. Wow. Woo. That's a statement. Does she believe that, the person that wrote that? If she is a critical theory believer, yes. That's how crazy and out there that set of beliefs is. We'll get into Ukraine and what is the latest to kick off Hour 2 of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.